Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. What's happening, Hoops? Right, we're doing a rare morning show. I burned my mouth on my breakfast this morning and it's bothering me. That chicken that burned my mouth? (laughs) What were you having? Were you having like a a hot dog (laughs) stuffed with artichokes or? Yep, I was having a cut up hot dog for breakfast. A little paper plate. Eight years old. No, I burned my mouth on my scramby eggs, which is slightly less childish mm. than what you're imagining. Did you make them like in the microwave at 7-Eleven or were they homemade? They were homemade. I can. Uh, I made my own breakfast like a big boy. Wow. But yeah, then I burned myself and it's on my mind. Mm. The yep. roof of your mouth or your tongue or the whole everywhere inside your mouth the scalded? Just the roof. The roof is on fire, one might say. That's you must have been bag. eating them like right out of the pan because scrambled eggs cool off quickly. Yeah, I hadn't had, I hadn't made myself a fun breakfast in a while. I got a little excited, roared in there too fast. Mm. Were they covered in ketchup to cool them down? <laughs> Ugh, I'm not a ketchup and eggs guy. I'm over chub. We've talked about this. Yes, I'm, it's true. I'm a class act now. I don't need sugar sauce like ketchup. But this isn't a podcast about food. This is a podcast about the movies. And do you have anything you want to hit right up top? I do, in fact. Uh, I wanted to mention the fact that um, I have a lot of important stuff, but I just let's do the birthdays, get them out of the way. Yes. That way I don't have that hanging over my head. We had a few this week. Um, friend and sponsor of the show, Ben Affleck, is 49. Happy wow. birthday, Ben. Love you, bud. Vincent Coratola, who played Johnny Sack on The Sopranos, is 68. One of our favorite on-screen cigarette smokers. Mm. Rumor Willis, uh, daughter of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, is 33. Hey, happy birthday, kid. <laughs> hey, you're growing up so fast. It's crazy. It's a good thing I got my two mil. That's yeah. what's called my quote. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron, director of the Avatar sequels, is 67. Hell yes. The GOAT. Robert De Niro is 78. (laughs) Andrew Garfield is 38. Wow. And martial arts legend Sonny Chiba is dead. (laughs) His death day. Yeah, I saw that. He is from Kill Bill. That is correct. He's the... guy oh yeah he's Hattori Hanzo correct and he also is referenced in true romance in the beginning when Christian Slater invites Patricia Arquette or I guess he sees Patricia Arquette at the Sonny Chiba triple feature yeah I think he's in some John Carpenter movies too Mm. he's he's a legend he's a dude he was a he was a good dude so rest in peace to him god damn um other than that I you know bunch of silly stuff I mean, I saw a Bruce Willis story that fucking knocked my socks off. Bruce Willis is letting a Russian phone company use a deep fake of him in commercials, which, you know, is slightly more effort than he's putting into his actual performances in real movies these days. Like, he's, he's taking mailing in a performance into the next generation. Like, he can't even be bothered to go to a set anymore. He's just like, oh, you want me to be in a commercial? Take some footage of me. Deep fake it onto someone else. There you go. Like, is he doing the audio? Anything? No, nothing. Deep fake is like they just take the footage of someone saying or doing something, and like cobble it together to make them say something else. Right. You can put the footage on someone else's body. It's that sucks. Yeah, it's really he sucks. <laughs> while we're on the subject, it's an incredible bit that he's just like so unwilling to do anything. My two mil. Yeah, like, even if my deep fake does a bad job, <laughs> they still got to give me the two mil. This is perfect. I've seen every cock on the planet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm dazzled by his laziness. <laughs> and, like, this is going to be his legacy. Like, what, are we 10 years old? <laughs> he did some good movies, but he's, like, a complete bit now. It's just unbelievable. I like him in Pulp Fiction, and that's it. How about that? I mean, the diehards are good. Never need to see them again, ever. And I've said that a few times. How dare you, buddy? That uh, fourth one? <laughs> I don't hate the fourth one. The fifth one is a turkey. Who's in the fifth the one? Like Justin Long and <laughs> Pamela Adlon? 
That, that fifth one's got Jai Courtney playing his son. Jesus Christ. Paying, I'm sorry, playing Bruce Willis's son? Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, kid. Hey, who would have thought that you'd turn into like an international assassin just like that? Yeah. Goddamn. After I adopted you, they gave me two mil. <laughs> the mills. Um, what else? I mean, we got some cancels going on this week. Horatio Sands. I was going to say, I hope you're going to mention Horatio. Is uh, under fire. I don't know the details on that. Do you have any? I guess there was a woman, um, like, on the set. Like, they were, like, messaging somebody. And they got her to come to the set of Saturday Night Live. And yeah, Horatio Sands for people who don't remember, right. used to be on SNL and was one of the stars of the movie Boat Trip, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. Right. He, I guess, <laughs> he groomed some woman, and he'd been messaging her, mm. and then they got her to come to the set. Horatio Sands, <laughs> the girl he raped. Inappropriate. It. Uh, How could you? Colin Jost. <laughs> I can't wait for him to get canceled. And then the woman was 14, or and then now she's coming forward years later. And I guess like Lauren Michaels is denying it. Horatio Sands representatives are denying it, and mm. we don't know if it's true yet. But yeah. I don't like him, and I don't think he's very funny. So I'm fine with it. Horatio Sands tact. Am I right, folks? I like to just believe everybody about everything. Ooh. Believe everybody. That's my slogan. <laughs> Believe that. That's fun. But yeah, speaking of grooming, Bob Dylan is also under oh fire. Oh, boy. For, uh... Oh, boy. He's being accused of grooming an underage girl over 50 years ago? This is like a really... She's been sitting on that one. Yeah. And this is a... This is a weird one. I actually was hoping Bob was going to come in. He's sort of late. I was hoping Bob was going to come in studio to defend himself on air. But it looks like he just walked in, actually. Wow, Scott, just a sec. Can you give him your microphone? I came in like a hurricane. <laughs> hey, Bob. Um, so they're saying that you um, had a woman who was very young and you made mm. love with her. Is that true? Everybody must be groomed. Oh, <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. you're already making puns about it. Yeah, that's right. What, um... Like a rolling age of consent. Do you think that yeah. the age of consent should be lower so that you could have gotten away with this in the 60s? I do, I do. Hmm. What if, uh, similar to, I guess, Bill Cosby, you're in the line of fire right now, and what if you and Bill teamed up and did a sitcom together <laughs> called Bob and Bill? It's just a simple twist of accusatory rape. No one that accused me of anything, and it was all not true, Bob. I know how you're feeling. What a, what a wild duo. Why don't you take a sip of this murky beverage and relax a little? You know what I think I just might. I, I don't not rape men. Good. <laughs> Well, there Bob Dylan goes. Wow. Bob Dylan and Bill Cosby, the world's worst duo. Bob Dylan doesn't sound like I thought he did. No? He has a very odd voice, and uh, it was bad, quite frankly. Mm. But... His music's pretty bad, if you think about it. It sort of just sounds like some like old white asshole talking about nothing. I mean, he's got some great cuts. What do he's, you like about him, may I ask? It's hard to defend like you know his singing voice. He does have a weird voice, but... I'm a fan. He's kind of like talk singing, like a folk singing Frank Sinatra or something. Yes. But yeah, let's throw some allegedly's in there. We don't know what happened with any of these stories. These are just the hot cancels of the week. Mm. Oh, and geez, there's more. That fucking Mike Richards, who got hired as the host <laughs> of Jeopardy about two weeks ago, maybe just one week ago. I think he hosted... Maybe one week of programs is stepping down amid a handful of scandals, including uh, he has a bunch of accusations from his last job of, you know, grooming type stuff. And also, I guess he said a f bunch of fucked up shit on his podcast years ago. What's his podcast about? 
No. Is it a, uh, another podcast about movies and TV? Because yeah. there can't be any more of those. Yeah, that would be fucked up. But yeah, he's, you know, had a hell of a run as host of Jeopardy. Well, it really... He was one of the producers, and the big thing people were throwing around, too, beyond him being a creep, is that he gave himself the job of producing that, or I'm sorry, of hosting. Mm. When everybody on the internet wanted LeVar Burton... It's like it's not really a good time for a white man in power to sort of just hand himself a gig. Like that's very out of touch with the way yeah. the climate is right now. And especially with Jeopardy, that was like you know Trebek was like the only host of that show for decades. And right. It's just, yeah. Like oh, we're gonna replace him with the most boring dude on earth, just like some man. <laughs> it's just like hi, I'm here. Right. It could have been a million other people. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. The once I get a job hosting, like, who wants to be a millionaire or something, we're going to have to delete this entire podcast. So I don't Can you imagine canceled. if either one of us ever actually took off, like, people pouring over the old episodes and, like, people, there's some guy in Boston actually just got canceled. This guy, Matt Ranieri, or Rainier, he was some Italian-sounding name. This guy who, I guess, was, like, a bar manager mm. for a place called Offsuit. It was this, like, quote-unquote speakeasy. I guess he was just assaulting all kinds of girls and like tons of people came forward totally canceled mm. he got fired from the restaurant went on their instagram account and deleted all the photos as like a child play mm. and then now like i'm looking on the internet and like every inch that have you know like you can see that something was there and it's been deleted like a twitter account there's just like a hovering name with like an error message oh, yeah. and then like Pod, he was like a big food guy, so he was on all sorts of podcasts, and they're all deleting the episodes. Mm. It's so fucking funny seeing like, yeah, this guy, and then you click it, and it's just like episode four where he is. Oh, it goes straight to episode <laughs> five. He's just gone. Yeah, like watching it happen in real time, all the episodes just blipping away into the ether. I am mad that I didn't catch the news in time to see all the stuff people said to him on Twitter. Because mm. there's nothing I love more than a rightfully deserved cancellation and somebody just getting lambasted. And, like, the humiliation. It's just the second, that schadenfreude of just, like, look at this guy just getting incinerated. Yeah. Love it. And the pod cancel is weird. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier, like, Joe Rogan can't get canceled because he's, like, too established already. He's, he's like the our, biggest, yeah. So yeah, it's, it would be impossible. But if you're, like, a rising star and you say something fucked up on a podcast... I feel like that's like where like they're like Shane oh. Gillis. Exactly. Where they're Shane... just like, no, 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 no. Like they just nip it in the bud. I actually, because... speaking of Rogan and Shane Gillis, I actually heard Shane Gillis on Rogan like yeah, months later talking about how he got canceled. Yeah. That was funny when he's telling yeah. the story and he's like, fuck it. I'll just go on Joe Rogan. And like he expected a big laugh. And Joe's just like, did you actually say that? Yeah. Like, and then he gets so embarrassed. Yeah, it was hilarious. He bombed like a few times and then called himself on it. Yeah. He's all right. He's funny. He's got bits. I'm but he did say some stupid shit. Yeah. As so did we, though. Like, if you look, if you go through the old enough podcast, like, we literally just did a bit about Bob, Bob Dylan and Bill Cosby, like, having a rape TV show together. Like, that alone, like, we've already, we're 10 minutes in. We, we're already canceled. Canceled. I don't even think I can talk and try to be funny publicly without saying stuff that's not appropriate. Like if I had to like, if someone's like, I'll give you a hundred million dollars to do a Jerry Seinfeld esque stand up special or like a do five minutes, yeah. I'd just stand up there. Yeah. I would have nothing to say. Hopefully people are in on it. We're just goofs having a laugh. You having a laugh. I love how my landscapers picked right now to come <laughs> and just chop everything up, even though they were supposed to come yesterday and then they didn't come last week. And this is why you don't, you pay more than 30, $30 to have your lawn done, guys. That's that's You pay 100 and you get somebody to come at the right time. That's a PSA. Okay. But who would you like to see host Jeopardy in your <laughs> dreamscape? Um, Casey Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> nice female host. I yeah. like it. Girl boss, if you will. <laughs> Girl boss Case, Casey Anthony or uh, so Ghislaine wild. Maxwell. <laughs> sounds so wild. It just might work. Or Louise Woodward, if you remember her, the woman who shook that baby. Wow. And the baby got brain damage. Maybe they could like... Allegedly. Try host it. Mm. Sounds like something. She starts shaking the contestants. <laughs> I've always had a feeling that Guy Fieri was going to end up the host of Jeopardy. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick to Is my Is he guns. like an idiot though? I love Guy. Probably. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking at him on my standee over there. Hey, buddy. But like, I feel like Guy's like us. Like he's just a 
kind of a dope and like it would be hard for him well i guess they're just reading the questions right you don't yeah. need to be a genius i think he's such a pro that he would excel yeah and maybe even become a genius i love him so i'm i'm here for it yeah so if that happens i want everyone to know that i uh willed it into being because you see the biggest story in my opinion of the week is that uh website i don't even know what to call it website only fans has decided to block explicit content uh, in October. So yeah. OnlyFans, for those that don't know, is a website where untalented, attractive women can pose naked for money. How dare you? I'm sure there's a bunch of talented babes on there. I may be talented at getting their clothes off. <laughs> they can do that really quickly. I guess there are women like that are literally making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. Especially the celebrity ones. Like there was like the story last year of Bella Thorne made an Instagram or made a OnlyFans and within eight hours had broken all the records and made like a million dollars for photos that could have been on Instagram. Like just like half her butt. Yeah. And like no crack. Hi. Just useless fucking photos that people paid twenty dollars to see. It's yeah. it's I don't know what they're gonna do. Because yeah, the fact that OnlyFans is pivoting away from sex work videos which is like the only thing anyone uses it for yeah. it's like what are you doing <laughs> they had a billion dollars in revenue last year and paid out like six billion dollars to creators mm. so like that's an unbelievable amount of money tossed around and yeah. it's like they have a value they've been evaluated or whatever and investors want to throw a billion or two at them to grow the business but they won't do it unless they aren't a sex website anymore mm. And it's like, if it were me, I think I'd just say keep it the way that it is. Yeah. And just keep making tons of fucking money. It's too much of a change. It's like, we like this, but why don't you change everything about it real quick? And then right. we're really on board. To what? Like, be the next Vimeo? Yeah. And have nobody give a shit? Yeah. Have some nice, like, PG-13 smut. Right. They'll like, always have that stink on them of being a smut website. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it works. Yeah. This who, who knows, though? We could be wrong. It sounds silly. Yeah. And we support the sex workers over there. If you need a new place to uh, get your content out there, come to us. Just get naked for the audio. Like, okay, we're looking at breasts. Yeah. You can use my Twitter account as your oh, new uh, okay. venue. Okay. We're actually, while we're on the subject of pivoting formats, I'm thinking we pivot this show to be the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about sports. Ooh. Only sports? Just sports. Only turkeys? I think that would be pretty funny if we did like a Kevin Finity style episode where we just talked about sports the whole time, like we knew what we were talking about. Yeah, that'd be fun. Be a fun improv exercise. Right. Ninety minutes of sports talk. Jesus. I do the voice the whole time. I'm out. <laughs> I'm tapping. You'd have a panic music. attack within <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I do have a sports corner story while we're on the subject of that guy. Hit Can me. I do it? Please. All right, cool. I gotta find his music though. <laughs> While I get my dick out. Yeah, that. I don't know if we need to do a whole full review later, but that Malice at the Palace dog. I'd like to talk about it, yeah. Oh, okay. I watched so it. We'll do it, yeah. We're sports guys. Alexa, timer off. All right, men, turn your timers off <laughs> and get your dick out. Okay, it's out. All right, I see it. Simone Biles on Friday, the 24-year-old gymnast, revealed that she had been bitten by a dog on her finger, forcing her to visit a doctor. Also, someone is selling a tissue used by soccer player Lionel Messi for $1 million. Will it be wow. you who buys it? No? <laughs> Put your dick away and stay tuned for more sports, more everything here at the Ryan's Sports Corner at the Enough Podcast. And have a great weekend. Yes, it will be me who buys that tissue for $1 million. Yeah, he, I guess, did a press conference and then he discarded the tissue and someone got a hold of it and put it on eBay. Is he like the guy? I don't even know. Him. I think he's the most famous athlete in the world because, like, soccer is much bigger outside of America. Yeah. And I think he has like 180 million Instagram followers and he just traded teams or something. He's, he's a huge deal. I know nothing about him, but he's, a, he's apparently a big, big deal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, um. I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs>
<laughs> the sports corner always like completely wipes my mind. I'm just like, where were, where the am corner, I? The sports corner <laughs> takes a lot out of all of us. It does. Especially when there's stories about a, Simone Biles getting bitten by a dog. Speaking of uh, dogs, Johnny Depp, uh, I guess, oh, is winning a bunch of awards in Europe. Oh, and yes. he's publicly stating that he feels that he's being boycotted here in his home country of America. I'm back. I'm uh, I'm making fucking... What is that movie where he's a mustache? I'm making Mordecai 2. It's a big hit over overseas, mate. Mordecai 2 and the Rum Diary 2. Yes. Couple of sequels, mate. You're having a laugh. Uh, he, it's funny watching people like him like try to eke their way back in. Like I noticed Shia LaBeouf is doing a new movie about monks with Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that's the move. All these guys, the... They're finding like directors overseas who want to make something with them. Like I think Spacey's doing something. I saw the Shia thing too. Yeah. Some someone of note is making some short film with him or Yeah. The Shia video where he's like, I've never really met people that were so blessed before. With like he looks like really sober. It actually made me happy. I was like, he straightened himself out. And I don't mm. really know what exactly he did or what's true and what isn't. And I'm yeah, and I love Shia, so I'm gonna hope I'm gonna hope that it was inaccurate or that if it was accurate that he's figured himself out and he's changed mm. his tune and he's going to be back because yeah. he's awesome so it's good work yeah i'm a big mutt williams supporter i feel he will return one day he and willem dafoe together i don't know if they're a duo and after the you lighthouse a duo? I'm, I'm out he's in and i don't know if you've seen this or heard about this <laughs> But Jay Leno did a wacky stunt the other day. He popped up on the front of an airplane to freak out his pals as they were like in like a low level plane doing some sort of mild traveling. He like rigged a whole thing and then popped up while they were in the middle of flying. <laughs> Just be like, eh, I'm wacky. Hey, here I come. <laughs> hey, here I come. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. I'm, I I'm did doing see bits. that actually. He seems like one of those guys who. Like he, like a Clooney, like he's always doing stuff like this, stuff that's not actually funny, but it's like, yeah, I gotcha, like with a, like really over the top gag. Yeah, I don't think pranks are very funny. Yeah, like not, if you not if you came here like and did a prank on me or like a go, <laughs> like a goof, yeah. I wouldn't laugh. Yeah, I would be so caught off guard by a prank. I'd just mm. be like, Ugh, what? It's such cheap humor. Yeah, exactly. It's just like the kind of thing where it's like, I don't know. Let's just like riff a good bit. I don't want to like do fucking punked gags. I've never really been supportive. Like imagine being friends with the guys from Jackass and like that's your life. At like any moment you could get struck in the nuts or set on fire or like water dumped all over you. Or... Yeah, anything like that. That gets old after like an hour. It's just like, lean, Stop. Going through life like that, just like everybody's all drunk and just being absurd, and like you buy a new car and they just smash the windshield as a joke. Yeah. Okay. Like great. And you have to like go with it, otherwise you're like the curmudgeon. Right. You have to think it's funny and be in on it. I'm like good bit, guys. I love being woken up, getting like shocked in the nuts or whatever the fuck they're doing over there. Speaking of being shocked, Ooh. did you see the free guy box office it was almost thirty million dollars last weekend? did catch that and it has been keeping me up at night all week so upsetting yeah people probably loved it too like, it was so funny i know i have seen a lot of good reviews oh which like for a second i was like fuck am i gonna go see free guy you aren't and i i i quelched those feelings yeah that but, i you can't go see free guy Joe keeps asking about it because he likes like video game movies. It's like, that's the movie you're going to go see mm. for your movie of every 18 months. You're going to see Free Guy. But yeah, I was expecting like one stars across the board. People yeah. are like, it's fun. I was like, fuck. Oh, it looks so dumb. Yeah. People just love Ryan Reynolds. I can't think of a movie that he's in that really got that panned. <sighs> I can. <laughs> like Deadpool 2. People loved uh, it. No, The Green Lantern, uh, Selfless. Basically, any movie he's made that isn't Deadpool or Deadpool 2. I guess that's is, true, yeah. Is like a I retract that statement. R.I.P.D. I'm not even looking these up. They're, if I looked them buried? up, there would be like a zillion. Yeah, Buried. I actually loved turkey. Buried. What do you think about that? I hated that movie. I thought you don't it was cool. <laughs> the, just real quick, it's like a movie where he's in a coffin the whole movie. And it's like a cool setup 
and they make the most out of it, like being kind of interesting, but it uh, falls apart at the end, in my opinion. And I'm trying to think of more turkeys he made now. Yeah, point taken. I wish I was in the coffin from Buried after trying to sort of defend <laughs> Ryan Reynolds on some level. And the producer of the Terminator franchise says it has a future, and they know what it'll take to make it great. Are they going to make America great again? <laughs> I mean, I can't believe they're even like considering making more. After the last one bombed really bad, even though I thought that one was pretty good, Dark Fate, the one that brought back Linda Hamilton. Mm, I saw that my with my brother in the theater. It was it was okay. Yeah, for like a Terminator sequel, it was one of the better ones. But the sequel has had like four part threes. Every sequel since T two has been like a reboot where they do a new John Connor and like a different take. They need to just let it go. Like mm. it's over. But it's time travely, and they'll just keep doing it forever until one day they get it right. One day James Cameron should just come back and make another one and just call it T3. Be like, this is actually Terminator he, 3 now. What do you think? I Yeah, just wipe all the other ones. I mean, they do it all the time. Yeah, He's just in Avatar jail probably until his retirement. Or death. No, maybe they'll crank out a Titanic sequel. I'm... Always holding out hope that he's working on a, a sequel to True Lies called False Facts. <clears throat> because I think that just makes too much sense and it should exist. Mm. But yeah. I mean, the avatars, that maybe they'll be dope. Who knows? Rai, have you tried the Saweetie meal at McDonald's yet? I have not been inside of a McDonald's in probably half a decade. <laughs> Well, McDonald's is back doing their fun, like, celebrity meal thing. They had, like, a BTS meal and uh, a couple other rappers. Are you fami ugh, familiar with Sawiti? She does that Best friend song with Doja Cat. Oh, okay. I've probably heard that. You have. But, yeah, her meal at McDonald's is a Big Mac, a four-piece McNuggets, fries. It's this. A Sprite with Sawiti and sour sauce. And I kind of want to try it just to see what's going on with that sweetie and sour. Is this sweetie? Yes. Hmm. You in on it? I mean, this might be dope. Might be on this. It's not not good. It's not like it's catchy. Yeah. I like that. Damn it. Little beep beep. <laughs> Us like bumping that, pulling into McDonald's. <laughs> Two Saweetie meals, please. Is that cool? Would that be a cool move? <laughs> yes. In a word, yes. Um. What else? What else? What else? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. The 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 like people loved the Travis Scott meal at McDonald's. That actually was like a thing. There's like all these videos on the internet of people like putting them in a case, mm. like buying the whole meal, setting it up, and putting a glass case over it, and the meal looks exactly the same for five years. Yeah. Go ahead and put that into your body. That yeah. fucking space food. <laughs> They should really branch out and like just do a meal for everybody, like the Ben Affleck meal. Mm. It's like a pack of cigarettes and like a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee yeah. with J-Lo's lipstick on the rim. How you doing? Speaking of J-Lo, she has erased A-Rod from her entire, from her social media. So she's, and there's more photos of she and Affleck surfacing. So I think she's, she's all in on friend of the show, Ben Affleck. Like they're back. I wouldn't be surprised if they get remarried. Ooh. Yeah, I love the, that's funny, because, like, sometimes when people break up, they, like, delete them from their Instagram history, just like, yeah, let's just forget about that. The idea of a celebrity doing that's funny, because it's like, yeah, we all remember. We It's everywhere. Yeah, like, but, uh. Right, like, you're not going to, like, be able to Google pictures of regular people and their celeb and their uh, significant others that they are no longer dating. Yeah. But J-Lo is just burned into the internet with anyone. And Mark Anthony pictures are still out there. Like, it's just there. Yeah. That's a fun move, though. Did you see that Ric Flair stuff? He, like, ate a woman out on the bus or something? <laughs> yeah, there's, there was a picture that came out of someone who looks very much like Ric Flair doing something that resembles going down on a woman on a bus. And Rick, and Rick has come out denying these accusations, even though, I don't know, very much looks like him in the picture. But what a fun scandal. It's just like, 
Ric Flair doing some fucking dining in on the go. Do you believe that he move. did it? I saw the photo. It is him, I think. Woo! I'm going to say it's him. I wish you had your Ric Flair shirt on. I do, too. The original with the pits, the permanent pits. Yes. Cut into a shooter. In. Did you see that Lizzo stopped wearing deodorant? <laughs> That's a big news story. I don't know how I could have possibly missed this, mm. but I did. Think about how bad she smells. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she she's going deodorantless? That's bold. Fuck. She's a big lady. Yeah, she's a big girl. See, I would have just gotten canceled there, commenting on Lizzo's weight. I'm dead. Yeah, how dare Show's you? dead. I'm dead. You're canceled. We're out. I'm a big Lizzo fan. They call me Jizzo, in fact, from time to time. He's in. <laughs> like like Jizz? Yeah. I'm the male Lizzo. They call me Jizzo. That's the entire bit. <laughs> um, and this is going to sound like a joke, but I saw that they're planning to do a remake of Grumpy Old Men starring Eddie Murphy and Samuel L. Jackson. This will probably be our new favorite movie. What do you think? Do you think they're even too old for that shit? I don't think they're old enough. Samuel Jackson is like 75 years old, but he looks much younger. I need them both to look older, yeah. yeah. And Eddie Murphy is, what, 60, if even? Yeah. It's weird them being like, yeah, like they're grumpy old men now, I guess. I don't know. I'm out. I don't, I don't think that sounds interesting. I went to the beach that makes you old. They're probably going to have like old people prosthetic makeup and... Yeah. I mean, Samuel L. He'll just do anything. He's in that Saw movie. He's in anything and everything that comes out. Yeah, his dance card is completely full of turkeys per <sighs> basically until he's dead. Him being in something isn't surprising. No. Eddie Murphy doing like a comedy is kind of surprising. Although he's been backish. I heard a story the other day about, uh, speaking of all the Saturday Night Live talk, David Spade doing a weekend update and a picture of Eddie Murphy came on the screen and he went, look, kids, a falling star. Mm. It was like when Eddie was kind of floundering in the 90s. Yeah, that was why he didn't do SNL for decades. And then I guess he called the studio and was like, get Spade on the phone. And he like freaked out and was super pissed. Mm. It's like, dude, have a sense of humor. Yeah, you can't be a fucking comedian. Like, take a joke. Yeah, especially he was in that exact role doing it to other people. And then to make a stink about it when someone does it to you, it's like, come on. Right. Be a dude. Spade was just being a silly goose. Yeah. (laughs) Spade. Oh, and SNL, one more SNL news. Colin Jost got Scarlett Johansson pregnant. So that is, they're locked in now. It's fucked up. The divorce we all hoped for might not happen. (laughs) What a power couple. I'm. Oh, speaking of power couples, did you see uh, what's her name, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum? I did with his, with his new do. Yeah, they're working on a movie together called like Pussy Island or something like that. Huh? Yeah. That's fucking where I live, bro. Fucking no doubt. Fucking you're invited. Fucking <laughs> oh. pussy everywhere. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like actually taking you up on that. But yeah, they um. I thought that was interesting. I think she's directing the movie, Pussy Island. He's, like, starring in it. It sounds like some sort of a... Are they an actual couple or are they just friends is what I need to know. I think I saw, like, the spread in Us Weekly, which made it seem pretty official to me. Her on that bike? Yeah. Riding on his handlebars? Being all coupley? No helmets. She's probably just jockeying for a role in Magic Mike 3. Who could blame her? They're actually doing a Foxcatcher sequel where she's in the Steve Carell role doing the voice and everything in white face. <laughs> I abhor horse flesh. Did oh you my. catch the fox, mother? <laughs> my word. But yeah, I'm actually a big fan of both of them. We talked about her high fidelity show. Shouldn't have got canceled. Very no. enjoyable. Yeah, she's good pretty much in everything. I liked her in um, that show on HBO with Nicole Kidman, what's called the Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> and um, Oh yeah, Big Little Eyes. There it is. That was I was close. Yeah. I like her a lot, and the High Fidelity show was a lot of fun. Hmm. So we'll see. I mean, maybe they'll make a fun movie, and then maybe they'll be a couple. And yeah, we'll definitely see, see where Pussy it goes. Island in the theater. Speaking of people who get tons of pussy, uh, um, friend of the show Tom Hanks' son Chet has recently been signed to rapper Soldier Boy's record label. 
which is a big deal wow. for Chet Hanks' music career. Chetty. Do you think Soulja Boy signed him for a publicity stunt? I do. To ride the Hanks coattails? You don't think, do you think there's actually belief that he is going to do something there? I mean, Chet doesn't... I like that one Chet song. White Boy Summer? Yeah, that was good. And maybe even one other one. His past couple have left me wanting. Yeah, Damn, his more recent one was not great. Yeah. Kind of repetitive and nothing. And the beat wasn't even that catchy. Yeah. And like you were saying, he's a very one-note dude. He's always just like shirtless, working out, like saying his things. Like doing burpees, screaming into the camera. And like now he's doing an anti-vax thing, which is just stupid. Yeah. Like we just got the... This isn't... This is not really fun news, but like we just the mask mandates back in Boston because of people like that. So it's like it's hard not to resent him a little bit with that stance. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Fuck off. Lame. That's all the news that I have, though. What else you got? I mean, I saw that they announced a director's cut of Fast 9, which is coming out uh, next month, middle of September. Which, I mean, they should have released this one to begin with. I remember I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The movie was supposed to be way longer. It was supposed to be like three hours. And then when it finally came out, it was two and a half hours. I need all that footage. You know, we'll be buying this and re-reviewing Whoopee. the director's cut. I was going to say, I hope it comes to VOD so I can add it to my Fast collection. I have all the others. Yeah. It actually says it's on digital uh, 9-7, September 7th. To buy so, or to rent? I'm not renting it. Probably to buy. So you get the whole family together, watch the director's cut of Fast 9 on 9-11. Sounds like a nice day. Yeah, we'll never forget. But it's kind of a missed opportunity. They should have called it the extended family cut. What do you think of that? I, I see what you did there, it and does. I'm in. Yes, thank you. But yeah, we'll watch that and love it. I saw... I went to the movies the other day, which we'll talk about in reviews oh. in a bit. But I saw some fun trailers for this new movie, Titan, from the director of Raw. Is that the one with the girl and the college girl who's like, yeah, yeah, gets a taste for flesh? Folks, if you haven't seen Raw, it's like one of the most fucked up, interesting horror movies I've seen in years. Is it a remake from no. a French movie? It just is a French movie. It is. A, okay, then there it is. But yeah, she has a new movie with a, I can't remember who's in it, but it had like a sprawling fun cast called Titan. It looks dope. It comes out in a couple months. I watched the trailer for it, actually. I watched half the trailer and I was sold. Yeah. That's my new thing is trying not to watch all the trailers. He likes to go in unsullied. It's kind of fun, like a movie like we said, John and the Hole, where you just throw it on, no clue what it is. Just the poster looked interesting. Yeah. You watch it differently, or at least I do. I like, yeah, going in fresh is cool. I hate when a trailer does that thing where they give away each act, too, and then you put it on, and you're like, that. I know that's going to happen. I know what's going to yeah. happen. I know what's going to happen. Especially action movies. They can't... They just need people to go see it, so they'll, they'll give away every money shot they've got in the trailer just mm. to like get people to go see it. Then when you do, it's like, oh, I already saw all this. And I saw the trailer for the new Ghostbusters, which just couldn't do less for me... <sighs> Heavy sigh. ...if I tried... I learned that there's a character in this movie called Podcast, which made my fucking skin crawl. They should have named him Radio and had Cuba Gooding reprise <laughs> his role. This is Radio. See, that's a fucking brilliant idea. They need you on the him roaring team. in on that bike with a rugby shirt on and his <laughs> buck teeth. It's me, Radio. I'm uncancelled, and I'm a Ghostbuster. It happens. But yeah, they need to have Paul Walker in there as the Ghostbuster. I probably did this joke already, but I'm doing it again. And Ghostbusters just looks like shit. They've got like Paul Rudd getting chased around a Walmart by a CGI werewolf. Like, who wants to watch this? What the fuck is this? It'll probably make $200 million (laughs) in its first weekend. I hope it bombs even worse than Lady Ghostbusters. That's like, that would really hit the spot for me. Paul Feig just like, see, I told you they can't redo that movie. Yes. That I would love. But yeah, you want to take a break for a second? I would love one. Come back with some reviews for the fans. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
doesn't care about black people. What a beautiful medley that was. Mm. Folks, welcome to the Netflix original Spectacular. Oh, We're what a be- tough week this is. <laughs> We're going to be covering some hot new Netflix releases for the most part because, yeah, not too much came out this week. Lucy made a good point last night about how she compared Netflix originals to Forever 21 in that fast fashion sense in the terms of like, there's no longer like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. No. They just churn out as much content as they can. Like I heard Rob Lowe on a podcast the other day talking about how a show that he did that I'm now forgetting the name of was the lowest rated show on television and it had 19 million viewers because that's how little programming there was. Mm. Whereas The Big Bang Theory at its peak a few years ago was 15 million viewers. Yeah. So it's like there's just so much content and a part of me is like, isn't it great? There's all these things to watch, but most of them are shit. Yeah. Especially the Netflix originals wise. Like when there's a really good one that's memorable for more than a week, it's like a miracle. I can think of a single. I, I, I Care A Lot was solid. Yeah, that's a good call. That's about it. Yeah, and Truly. They, they churn them out. They really, it's a factory going over there with the algorithm and the everything. But the algorithm this week churned out a new movie called Beckett. Starring friend of the show, John David Washington. What an unfathomable movie this was. <laughs> so I guess he's in Greece with his wife, mm. and they have a few cocktails, and then yes. they're driving, and there's a car accident, and the wife gets ejected from the car, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. They spend a lot of the movie in that opening part where it's like him and his wife just on vacation in Europe, like being cute together. And yeah, I watched this without knowing anything about it. I was like, what is this movie? What's going to... And then, yeah, there's a car accident. Then, Yeah, they did a lot of legwork convincing us that the two of them are an okay couple. Yeah, which I kind of bought it. I was kind of into it. Yeah. But yeah, a little slow start, but then it heats up. It turns into like a conspiracy. He's like on the run because he sees something he shouldn't have. Mm. And, you know, one of those born identity... They're after him, even though he didn't do anything kind of things. I like the look of this movie. It looked like a foreign movie, like from the 70s or 80s. It was sharp, yeah. And not just because, or maybe it was because it was set in uh, Europe. Greece. Just, yeah, it just had like a great, cool, grainy look to it. I wish I knew more about like film stock. I could expound on this beyond being like, it looked cool. <laughs> but uh, it's not what we're about, bro. Yeah, like really intense, well-directed violence. It had scenes where I was like, oh, shit, like this movie's fucking going for it. This is what, his second Netflix original in the last six months? Yes. Malcolm and Marie was the first. He's having a moment. He was in Tenet as the protagonist. Don't forget Ballers. (laughs) I did, and so did everyone else on Earth. Except for Monty. But he's also the protagonist of this movie, but he's got a name. He's Beckett. I don't know. I thought it was okay. There's a lot of holes. Yeah. Like how like it's one of those movies where everybody's in on it. It's like these guys that I don't want to spoil anything, but like he in getting in that car accident, he uncovers like some sort of a child abduction bullshit. And then there's all these people trying to cover it up. Yeah. You're right. It is one <clears throat> of those like web of conspiracy movies where like everyone he encounters is like in on it and it's just like twist crazy. Yeah, yeah. like he happens upon like these random people like looking for help and that's like, they're in on it? How would this even... Just everybody's a part of it. Yeah, like, yeah, it was realistic <clears throat> for a while, but then towards the end, it, be- it kind of like falls off a cliff yeah. reality-wise. And he becomes like a superhero. By the end, he's like John McClane, like jumping off of roofs. Well, like he breaks his arm in the car accident and then he's just running around in a cast like doing like jumps off of hills and like I, yeah. I can tell you as a from the perspective of someone who broke their arm in a less violent way than a car accident mm. you're not you're in a cast you're not doing that kind of stuff yeah. like the pain is excruciating yeah, it's I like, just not happening if a movie does something like that you gotta like 
lean into it and make it like a thing. You can't just forget about it and be like, oh, he broke his arm, but he's over it because that happened at right, the make beginning it, of the movie. Make it like an Evil Dead movie or something. Like, really go for it. But they just kind of tried to get it to be something you don't think about anymore. And he's, like, at one point fighting a guy with one arm. Yeah. And it's just silly. So, yeah, it was kind of dumb, but I enjoyed watching it overall. I didn't really shut it off. Yeah, like, had some really well-done sequences, cool action. What did you give it on Letterboxd? I believe I gave it a two. I think I gave it a healthy three out of five. That's That seems high. <laughs> Anything that I like, I usually just throw it a three. Right. Just... Such a nothing rating. When it's two and a half or under, I feel like that's like negative territory. Halfway there to being perfect. I mean, that's a nice way to look at it. The glass is half full. That's why I, used to, over I here. was going to say, that's what I used to tell myself in school. Yeah. I'm almost there. <laughs> ah, 65, that's better than per- better than halfway. Right in that meaty part of the curve. <laughs> That'd be like if you dropped a carton of eggs and only three of them broke. That's yeah. a solid, like you have, you know. Yeah. And it's not fair to judge Nine everything left. on like the Netflix curve, but for a Netflix original, this was like a masterpiece. Like I didn't forget about it immediately after watching it, which is like our next Netflix review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are we do- are we done with Beckett? Or- yeah. <laughs> the next Netflix original that we took in was another movie called what was it like Sweet Alabama or something? Sweet Girl. Sweet Girl. The new Jason Momoa. Turkey. Yeah, this is such a Netflix original. <laughs> when you said that as I had just started it, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, like this movie, Jason Momoa getting a lot of work off his star power as Aquaman. So they're throwing him into a lot of movies where it's just like, you're like a guy who's beating people up for reasons. You got a daughter you got to protect and stuff. They did a lot of legwork establishing the fact that Jason Momoa was a tough guy who could box and was really strong and knew how to fight. Yeah. Like with the training and stuff. But then they also, they had a scene where he's fighting Justin Bartha, the fucking sidecar from the Hangover movies, who's like a shrimp. And he's like, it's like a, they show it as like an evenly matched fight. He doesn't just like beat him up immediately. Well, Justin Bartha was an evil genius <laughs> yes. who ran a pharmaceutical company that was corrupt. And they God paid a company to stop making a generic drug that would have kept Jason Momoa's wife alive. And then he was had to get revenge against him. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to spoil it because this movie fucking sucks. So if you care yeah. about it, skip this part. But Jason Momoa literally called into CNN with Justin Bartha on air talking about the drug and said, you took this drug off the market, my wife died now, or if my wife dies, I'm gonna kill you. Mm. And then like some guy from Vice calls him and is like, I saw you on the news and we wanna help you. It's like, no, that's not what would happen. They would arrest him. Yeah, You can't threaten to kill somebody. Mm. And if, especially not somebody who's a billionaire, like they will ruin your life. Yeah, and it happened in a very silly way because then that comes back to you know, like he meets the guy and through a bunch of happenstance, like he kills the guy. And then like they're watching the news footage and they're like, it was probably this guy who did it because he said on the news, I'm going to kill you. It was very silly. Him like posing as a waiter, like he's Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers yeah. and just bursting into this event and dumping wine all over Justin Bartha. So he has to go to the bathroom and... I guess like he beats up his security guards with a fire extinguisher and then it's Momoa and Bartha alone in the bathroom and he's like holding the knife up to his neck. I was like, this wants to be suspenseful so badly and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is one of those movies that was so lifeless. It was just like remarkable. One of those movies where I was thinking about like the people in the crew and it's just like, yeah, these people got to keep working. Like they got to make something. It's just like... Scotty empathy. Well, no, not even that. It's just like... It's just such a nothing of a movie. I like to imagine the people making it being like, is this anything? I don't even know what we're doing here. It, uh, there was just not one bone of originality in the entire skeleton of this movie. Yeah. It's basically like Taken meets, I don't know. What's a movie where they got it? Like Taken meets like a very, very watered down version of The Insider. Ooh. Like there's like literally That's nothing. If like if you told me Taken meets the Insider, I'd be like, well, that sounds like a great movie. Yeah, but it isn't. Yeah, this is the worst parts of both of those movies. You take the boredom from the Insider and the unfathomable 
bullshit from Taken, yeah. combine them, you've got this movie. <laughs> I think the Netflix algorithm is going haywire. And right. it's, make, it's taking the wrong parts from these things. The Netflix original algorithm is literally just the South Park manatees just mushing things together. And then they probably just have like a, like a spinning wheel, like a Price is Right style, <laughs> like with a bunch of actors' names. And they just fucking... And it lands on Jason Momoa. And they do it again and it lands on Justin Bartha. And then they go, who can direct it? I don't know. I think this is so close to what is actually going on over at Netflix that it's unbelievable. Ted Sarandos just like, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Sure. Another billion dollars just pouring into his bank account. And this movie had some truly terrible ADR, which... At one point I explained what ADR was because it was so... I was like, yeah, yeah that, wow, okay. Explain to the fans who might not I don't know. know what... The, it's, it's like additional dialogue recording or something like that. But yep. basically it's when they just change something in post-production and they add back in different audio. Like a lot of the time they'll do it if the character is not facing the screen so yeah. you can't see their lips moving. Like as they're walking out of the room like, and then tell Hoops to go fuck himself and yeah. it just like plays. And it always sounds a little off. Yes. This movie had it when like the camera was right on the person's face and they were talking and I could tell it like it was glaringly obvious. Netflix just like, no one, no one will even notice that. <laughs> I and I bet you the idiots who like movies like this, like I can, I actually imagine someone recommending this to me and how uncomfortable it would make me. Mm. Cause I don't know, like it's, it's a lot of times clients will recommend movies and they'll be like, you know, like I, uh, I checked out this movie, uh, sweet girl the <laughs> other day and I think you'd really like it. And then I'm like, yeah, I saw it. I couldn't get into it. And then I try to like change the subject before they start talking about what they liked about it. Mm. And then I'm like, it's the equivalent of somebody bringing up a sports game to me. Like, did you watch that Sox game last night? Fucking crazy, right? Like, Veracek and You're just the like, rest of the boys. And yes. I'm like, uh-huh, yep, sports. You, you fire up the sports corner music and launch into a whole thing. Just take my dick out. <laughs> like, what, no good team? I thought this is what men do. Oh, I have no idea what to do. Can you stop that, Coco? She likes, Coco. like, chewing on fucking electrical wires. She's such a shithead. Coco you give her cool. a kick? Just Oops. kick her as hard as you can across the room. Um, okay, I kicked her. I'm back. All right, yep, the cat's dead. But while we're talking sports, and we're still in the Netflix corner, Malice at the Palace. This I liked. Is this a Netflix documentary? Yes. They That they can do. We're sports guys now. And yeah, they have this whole, it's a whole series. It's called Untold, colon, Malice at the Palace. There's another one about a female boxer that I'm halfway through that I'm really liking, too. Oh, that one's good? I considered it. Yeah. And there's a Caitlyn Jenner one next yeah, week. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Untold. I'm, I'm going to get into it. Yeah. Slap my dick out on the table. That's right. For the sports corner. Yeah. It's out. <laughs> Green light. Don't, in case you guys forgot, Caitlyn Jenner is a man. Wow. Wow. How dare you? Bruce. We were doing Bruce so good. Jenner. We were doing I'm so good. I'm dead naming Bruce Jenner on air. <laughs> but yeah, The Malice at the Palace, this is a documentary about a fight between players and fans in 2004. What team were they on again? The Lakers? I believe the uh, Seattle Celtics and the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Yes, that sounds right. I'm going to go with that. But this is great. Fans know, like, we don't... I'm not really wild about sports. I love sports movies. Actually watching games is a bit of a chore. But this documentary, people are fighting, people in the stands. This was like, I love this. I actually remember this when it happened. Mm. It and Ron Artest, who is now known as Meta World Peace, was sort of the you know, crooks of this. It's like, I guess there was some sort of a huff on the sidelines, and then it ended up being like... Ron Artest got pushed or something, and then he ends up like on the edge of the side of the game, and then a fan threw a water bottle at him. Yeah. And then it turned into a tremendous brawl that involved like both teams, all the players, the coaches, the referees, the entire audience. Like it was like this mania. Yeah, and it's crazy because it all comes from the guy who threw the water bottle, the guy in the stands, uh -huh. throws it and it hits Ron Artest, and then Ron Artest runs into the crowd to attack who he thinks was the guy who threw the bottle, but it's a different guy. And, yeah, and then, like, all sorts of scuffles start. He gets into, like, three legitimate fist fights with just regular dudes. It's crazy. At one point, some season ticket holder was on the court and, like, squared up to fight Ron, yeah. and then another player came running out of nowhere and just 
slipped a little, but like still kind of half connected on a punch. Yeah. And then the guy was like, I'm going to sue the, the team. And it was just, it's actually a great doc because they got that guy to interview and they got all the players. Yeah. It's so funny when they're interviewing him and he's like, and it came at me and he made like, this is kind of a bitch move if I'm being honest. Like, he's yeah, still- he said he sucker punched him. I love how every guy who gets beat up ever says they got sucker punched. It's like, dude, he was coming yeah. <laughs> directly in your eye line. That is not a sucker punch. Yeah, that's such a good call. No one's just ever like, yeah, I got punched. It's always a sucker punch. <laughs> every time without fail. I've actually been sucker punched. And even then I didn't refer to it as that. I was kind of just like, yeah, I've been sucker punched like at least three times. Yeah. Maybe four. I saw the Zack Snyder movie Sucker Punch, which is worse than actually getting beat up. <laughs> Release the Sucker Punch cut. Yes. But yeah, this was great. I was like on the edge of my seat watching a sports documentary. I feel like a real a real sporto. And yeah, there's some fun uh I don't know the names of any of the other guys, except Reggie Miller. He's in there mixing it up. He was good. I couldn't remember. Was he a player or a coach? Because he was in a suit. He was so, both. Okay. He was. Like, no, I know he was a player, but was he a player in that game or was he the coach? Oh. I like, th- was he a, a player on the sidelines because he was hurt or something? I think that. Or maybe a coach. I can't remember exactly. Hmm. But yeah, great interviews. We'll be watching the other ones, the Caitlyn Jenner one, the whole deal. Um, we also checked out the new Hulu Ridge, Nine Perfect Strangers. I watched all three. I've only seen the first two. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Like, I like it better than White Lotus. Wow. I'm a, as you know, I am a Bobby Cannavale, like, super, super fan. fan. Yeah. I was going to say apologist, because he's made a lot of turkeys as of late, but he's, I, I he's love good. him. Yeah. I think he's awesome. He's kind of the same in everything, but I'm always just like, yeah, he's good. This guy's a pro. He's always just like an angry guy who has a lot of hot takes. Yeah. This cast, though, is like off the charts. You got Nicole Kidman still looking like unbelievably dope. Looking like the the money, like the bomb. And fucking Melissa McCarthy, Mikey Shannon, friend of the show. They couldn't do a Melissa McCarthy performance without eking in a little bit of Ben Falcone. (laughs) Like him on a FaceTime. It's like, do you really need to put him in everything? I couldn't believe that. It's like, yeah, like she can't. Leave him at home. Just Leave. give, do one, you were like one of the funniest women who ever lived and you did bridesmaids and you were like throwing a hundred miles an hour and then you just regaled yourself to a decade plus of fucking shitty husband comedies that yeah. all fucking bombed. It, it really took me out of it. I was digging the show and I was just like reminded of her husband who's moored her to turkeydom. He stinks. Just, yeah. He's not funny. And I, I need him gone. Like, stop it. Like, yeah. she... It, it that was a very brief scene, for me. but yeah, it still... It bugged me, too. I can't believe I forgot about that. That was just, just insane. He popped up. Like, I can't... You can't do a project without me. I feel yeah. like she's in an abusive relationship, and we need to rescue her. <laughs> yes. This is a call for help. I think you're completely right. Melissa, reach <clears throat> out. The turkey boys will save you. But yeah, this show, it's about a bunch of people going on, like, a wellness retreat, and... There's something mysterious going on. Like, they're all getting fed smoothies. I'm pretty sure they're getting, like, drugged. There'll be, like, a reveal of some sort. It's a cool show. You Great know, show. Looks good. It's interesting. Yeah. Wacky cast. <laughs> Michael Shannon playing very against type as, like, a boring dad. Michael Shannon is, like, full on obnoxious in this. Almost like yeah. a Clark Griswold, but, like, goofier. Yeah. And you can tell he's enjoying. He normally plays a villain. He's really soaking up being like the nerdy, like, oh, I'm like a... Yeah, he doesn't have to do like the icy, scary guy, like with the stare and just the voice. Yeah. He didn't even, he doesn't even sound like him. I'm flexing my chops. I'm waiting for him to t- have a turn. I'm predicting right now there would be a Michael Shannon turn mm. in this in this show. Ooh, a dark turn? Perhaps. I like that. Mm-hmm. It would be foolish to not take advantage of his grittiness. And it also has the girl that uh, was Me Too'd on the set of Smilf by <laughs> friend of the show Frankie Shaw. Yes. I love the her. Australian What's her name bird. Again? I forget her real name. Yeah. I wish I could remember because she's really good too. As you mentioned, she's Margot Robbie Diet, was I believe what you said? Something like Margot that. Margot Robbie Light? Yeah. Yeah. She's like good. She's the same thing, but a very slightly less attractive version of Margot Robbie. Still a babe, obviously. Samara Weaving. Yes, there it is. And Pulled she's a great actress. It it's not all just about looks, folks. Yes, it is. Wow. 
But yeah, that's uh, what's it called again? Nine, Nine perfect, perfect strangers. strangers on Hulu right now. The first three of them. Yes. And I'm still hanging in there with Mr. Corman. I don't know if you watched that, but the first yeah. two episodes are good. The second two suck. Oh really? Yes. I'm towards the end of the first one. I'm liking it. I'm not loving it. The fourth episode, they do like a Kevin Finnerty episode with Arturo Castro. Oh yeah, he's the Broad City guy. Yeah, yeah, he's. Funny. They even like the opening the title sequence. It says Mr. Castro. Oh, it's like him the whole episode. Yes. His show. Oh. Which is like I guess like a Dave thing too, where they flip the character Atlanta Dave. A lot of shows do it. But yeah, sh- I, I don't love that. Shows love doing that. I always see it as like a, a write-off episode. Where it's like, especially in the first season, that's like a very artsy thing to be doing. Sometimes right. it's cool, but I don't know. And speaking of artsy, I'm gonna sneak in real quick. I watched the movie Annette on Amazon go. Prime, which just came out today or maybe last night. It's a new musical from Leo Carax, who I guess is like a really famous French director. He did that movie Holy Motors that was pretty cool. I don't know if you ever saw that. No. It's like 13 different stories, super wacky. But this is something of a musical starring Adam Driver and <coughs> Marianne, Marianne Cotillard. And, you know, Adam Driver plays a stand-up comedian. Marianne Cotillard is like a singer. It's a a love story. They meet. They have a baby. The baby is played by a puppet. Then Adam Driver becomes the puppet baby's manager, takes it on tour with him. (laughs) This movie is insane. Like, one of the most fucked up movies I've seen in years. And it had moments where I was like, this is very funny and great. And then it would have stretches that kind of bored me. So it's like a tough one to recommend, but I don't know. If you can stomach a musical... And you like fucked up movies? I recommend checking out Annette mm. on Prime. It's like very Lynchian, <laughs> one might say. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the shout out. I am a turkey boy. But yeah, I think that's all we watched. I have another suggestion. Mm. Perhaps we could watch a film. But not the whole thing. Okay. Just a minute of it. All right, I'm sold. I don't even need to know what it is. And yeah, next week on the program, we'll be talking about Don't Breathe 2, which is now in theaters if you want to check that out. And I need that to pop onto iTunes like today. Mm. Also, are you watching Ted Lasso on the Apple TV? Because somebody is. I might have taken a peek at Ted Lasso. You've been had. (laughs) Fuck. Just hoping to keep that under my hat. Everyone talked about they did like a Christmas episode that everyone was like, this is the best episode of anything ever. I thought it was fine. I think Ted Lasso's very overrated. I hated it. His walk Vince's walk away here. Ted Lasso is such like a, a fine out of ten. I can't believe people love it as much as they do. John, you seem like an astute man. Thank you. Maybe you can help explain something. Ah, that's good. See that young man out there on the dock? Sure. The guy who plays Todd doesn't get enough work. What do you think? Him as the villain in Blart? He's great. What a... Him as, like, Jennifer Aniston's date in The Breakup? Yeah. He's like a scene-stealing sidecar. I wish I could remember his name. I almost had it. Keir Gilchrist? There it is. You fucking did it. Is that it? Yes. That's the one. It's definitely him. Oh, he says he believes in art. But all I've seen him do is... Dribble his own blood on a no, Keir Gilchrist is the kid from uh, oh, no, yeah, you're Atypical. Right. I thought you had it. Something, Something with a K. Sense. Yeah. Kieran Shipka? Kieran Culkin? Kier O'Donnell. There it is. Kier O'Donnell, friend of the show. Good worker. He's actually related to Matt O'Donnell. Ooh, OD. They are currently fixing uh, some HVAC systems as we speak. Yeah. O'Donnell and Sons. Odnell, what up, kids? Yes, you are my bitch lover! (laughs) He says that, actually, every time he replaces an air filter. (laughs) And that's OD. (laughs) That's a classic. And that's 90 seconds of The Departed. (laughs) (laughs) Just a quick wedding crash. And we'll also be talking about the the new HBO Max movie, Reminiscence, 
on next week's program. Yes, I might watch that today. Yeah, likewise. AKA Remnants. Ooh. 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 There's remnants in my BM. There's no Hugh Jackman vehicle, Robin. It's terrific. Probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the. Do we have plugs? Uh, Ankfit.com. That's it. Simple and sweet for me. He's in. Why don't you check out the South Shore Boys? I think we got a new episode this week. I will let you know when that episode of Rounding Down I did comes out. It still hasn't yet, but when it does, that'll be fun. Follow us on all the things. Enough the podcast on Twitter, Podcast Enough on Instagram. And if you would have a goo, I would love that, personally. Yeah, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening. Show's a little late this week because we did a Saturday morning show. Let us know if you would prefer that we do a Saturday show if we're more brisk and fun when we're both a little caffeinated. Hi. Oops on Mountain Dew and me on too much coffee to the point of an anxiety attack. He's back. Folks, we'll see you next week. Love you, miss you. Bye. Bye. I gotta go.